Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, I learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit and act on what God has put inside me, not letting the world mold me into uh, like other unbelievers, not being conformed to this world, but acting like the born-again child of God, victorious one that he's made us to be. Said out loud, I'm created, I'm created in, the God, in the image of God, a winner, a winner an, overcomer, an overcomer, a victorious one. Just because you have experienced some issues and challenges, that doesn't make you a loser on the inside. All of us have had challenges, but we just don't stop. Uh, we, we keep going, and in the end, we are going to come out triumphant. Hallelujah. Uh, the Lord will see to it if we don't quit. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the class with us, and let's release faith for utterance and hearing ears right now. Father, thank you so much. You're always so faithful to be with us. Give us what we need at the right time. Help us every moment of every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What we need now and going into the next steps and tomorrow and the days to come, you know it so much better than we know it. So we ask you, Give us our daily bread. Give us uh, fresh manna from heaven. Give us that which does feed our spirit and nourish us up in the words of faith. And anything that we've thought wrong about, reveal to us that we might have it corrected. And anything that needs to be changed, reveal it to us and confirm it in us that we might be changed. We are willing to uh, submit and to adapt and to adjust to you and your word and to obey your word. You're right about everything. And when we see we differ, we change. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look with me in Matthew, the ninth chapter. Let's continue on the study of this healing of the two blind men in the ministry of Jesus. Matthew 9, 27. It said, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, and they, they were crying and saying, you son of David, have mercy on us. One translation talked about that they, they were shouting loudly. Another one said, the 20th century, I believe it was, says they, uh, they kept calling out. So it wasn't just a one-time, hey Jesus, <laughs> it was uh, son of David. Have mercy on me. And so Jesus is, is, is moving. He's going down the road. And he's going to the house. And so they just kept following. Even though they were blind, 
I guess maybe they stumbled some or had somebody to help them, but they just kept on, kept on, kept calling loudly uh, and repeatedly. You son of David, have mercy on us. Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, this phrase, son of David, is a very significant term. You, you'll see it in several of the other healings. People, uh, Jewish people, cried out the same thing. Son of David, have mercy on, on me. And we're going to go into more detail on that as we have time, maybe even in later classes. But um, it was a recognition uh, of who Jesus is. And it was a recognition of the anointing. The anointing. And you can see just a few moments later that he said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Well, see, this is connected to their statement about son of David. Do they believe he's the anointed one? Do they believe he's anointed? Well, of course, that anointing could make something happen. That anointing can remove the burden of blindness. That, that anointing can destroy the yoke of whatever damage or evil disease or whatever had caused them this problem. Do you believe I'm able to do this? And immediately, and this is how faith responds. <laughs> uh, everybody say immediately. immediately. He said, you believe I'm able to do this? And they said to him, well, our church, you know, believes that the day of miracles is past. Mm -hmm. they, they probably wouldn't have made it that far if they believed that. Hmm? Uh, I had somebody uh, talking to me recently about something, and they were talking about believing for uh, a certain amount for a particular thing. And, uh, and so when they told me that, I, I said, well, uh, uh, what are you believing for? And they said, uh, well, uh, you, you, maybe this. They said about three words. And I said, uh, you're not in faith for that. It just came right out of my spirit. I said, you're not there. And uh, they looked at me. Why? Because they're still trying to figure it out. Come on, can you see that? They're like, well, this would be nice. Uh, that's not faith. What if these guys had said, um, well, Lord, we, you know, we really don't know you. Hi, I'm Joe. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, do we believe you can? Uh, tell us a little more about you. No, no. What was their answer? Yes. 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 Somebody say yes. 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 Is it God's will for you to be healed? Yes. If, if you can't say, of course it is. Yes, it is. Then you're not ready to pray. You're not ready to pray a prayer of faith. You're not ready to have hands laid on you. You're not ready to pray a prayer of agreement. Can you see this class? And that doesn't mean you can't get there. You maybe could be there this afternoon. But you're not there now. Because you're still undecided. You're still unconvinced. Remember, Abraham was fully persuaded. Remember that? He was fully persuaded that what God had promised... He was able also to perform. 
And so he accepted the name change and called himself something that in the natural he was not. Calling himself right now the father of many nations. Somebody say fully. Fully. Persuaded. Persuaded. Fully persuaded. And so you'll, you'll hear in people's voices the hesitancy and the unsureness. And all of us will be there unless that is remedied by the Word of God. But we don't need to kid ourselves about where we are if we're still asking questions and can't answer a simple question. We're asking questions and can't answer the simple question, do you believe that the power of God can do this? Do you believe it's God's will? Do you believe you're ready to receive? Well, if you're going, uh, well, then just right there, you're not. Can you see that? That hesitancy means you're not. Faith is very definite. Uh, Hold your place there and go over to the book of James. We saw in Hebrews 6 that through faith and patience we inherit the promises and that, uh, that word patience doesn't mean what we tend to think of in our modern English vernacular, just passive waiting. It doesn't mean that at all. It means perseverance, persistence, endurance. It's the companion force of faith. You're believing, you're expecting, wonderful. What else? Don't quit. Keep doing it. Keep doing it no matter what you feel, no matter what you see. Keep going after it through faith and endurance, faith and persistence. You'll experience it, he said. In uh, James 1, he said, verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy... When you fall into divers or different temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works what? And what do we know that is? Perseverance or endurance. Endurance. Uh, We live by faith. We walk by faith. And we're running a race. And it's a faith race. And it's not a sprint. Hmm? It's a marathon. Anybody with me? It's an endurance run. So it's not about how big of a splash and how loud you can be about what you believe and what you're doing and what you're going to do. And a lot of times people do that for other people's benefits. Quit trying to show other people you have faith. Just quit that. That's only going to get you in trouble. Because this is not for your glory anyhow. Y'all with me, class? Quit doing that. No. But what you got to have in mind is I got to set a pace I can maintain. Right? What? I'm, I'm believing God. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding my faith on these things. The Lord's Word is not going to change. It will, how many knows it reads exactly the same as it did back in 1901? Right? Are back in 1601. It reads exactly the same. Uh, how's it going to read in 2201? Exactly the same. So if my faith is solid on the Word, I'll be like that. I won't change. I'll be saying the same thing, believing the same thing. When you see me last year, next year, 
I don't change. What I'm believing doesn't change because what it's based on doesn't change. And I'm in this for the long haul. Right? I'm not trying it out. I'm persuaded of it. I'm convinced of it. And when you're convinced, you can answer quickly. (laughs) Can you see that? You don't have to think about it because you're not still wondering about it. You're not still deciding. You're not still trying to figure it out. You believe I'm able to do this, Jesus said? Why do you ask that? Why? What's he looking for? Exactly what he got. That's why it's in the book. Right? You believe I'm able to do this? What they say? Yes. 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 We're here right now. Then he says, according to your faith. And touches their eyes. According to what you just told me, you believe. We know what they believed. They believed the power was there. They believed it could happen right now. We know that's what they believed because he said according to their faith. And that's what happened. So what happened showed what they believed. Because he said it would happen according to what they believed. Mama. Through faith and what? Persistence. Endurance. Patience. He said, when you, when you fall into different temptations, count it all joy. Now, man, that's a faith perspective, isn't it? That is a faith perspective because naturally speaking, you're not going to do that. Temptations, trials, issues, you're not going to go, whoo, look at here, <laughs> some trials. <laughs> you're not, which is why he uses the word count it. If it felt like joy, you wouldn't have to count it all joy. But why would you do that? Because you have a different perspective than the unbeliever. You don't see this ending badly. You see this ending victoriously. Right? You, you, it goes on to say, knowing this, that's why you can count it joy because you know something. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works, that perseverance, that endurance, but let perseverance, let endurance have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That's how you can count it all joy because when, when it starts, you're going, this is not going to end badly. This is going to end victoriously. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to come out stronger than ever before. And and enemy, make it light on yourself. Because everybody's going to see that you could not do what you meant to do here. And other people will be inspired that they can get a victory too. Hallelujah. Because that's part of our life is to be witnesses. Living witnesses of his goodness and his power and his faithfulness. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. He goes on to say, this is all tied together. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which gives to all men liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given him. Now just stop right there. What if it's not God's will? He just told you it is. It is not appropriate to add, and if it be thy will, to every statement and every prayer. That's unbelief. People say, well, Jesus prayed in the garden, if it be thy will. He wasn't praying about healing or getting their needs met. Come on, can you see that? Yes. This was a different thing. And there is a time when you not, 
you're not clear about something or you're facing something about the will of God that part of you is not wanting to do, that you make that prayer of consecration and dedication. And you say, not my will, but your will be done. Right? But you don't pray that if somebody comes, answers an altar call and says, uh, do you think it's God's will for me to be born again? And you say, well, I'll pray for you. And if it's God's will, maybe you will be. Most Christians know that, right? Well, if that's true, well, why wouldn't you put it there too? If you said, oh, you should always pray if it be thy will. Well, then you should pray that about somebody being born again. If you know sh- you shouldn't. If God reveals his will to you, and how many can see right here, he revealed he wants us all to have wisdom, right? So it would be foolish and disrespectful and actually, you know, some defiance in there for you to know he told you he wanted you to have wisdom and you to turn around and say, well, do you really want me to have wisdom? I don't know. I just don't quite feel like you do. Well, you got a problem, not him. And you're not going to receive because he gets into that next part. If you lack wisdom, wisdom has to do with knowing what to do to get the right outcome. Uh, and we, do we need that every day or do we need yes. that every day? Yes. Knowing the decisions to make and what to do to get the right outcome. And the Lord says, if you lack wisdom, do what? Wait on God to notice you. What? Now, why do I keep talking about this? Because faith is not passive, Right? And we just saw in yesterday's class, he, he talked about the man uh, strolling right up at midnight and beating on the door, right, and asking, and he would get what he wanted, not because the guy was his buddy, because it was midnight and it was really, you know, not comfortable to do it right then, but he would roll out of bed, get the bread, get it in the man's hand. Why? Because he had the audacity to come up on the porch and beat on the door at midnight, <laughs> he got it because he asked for it. And so the Lord turns right around and says, so therefore I say to you, ask, ask, and you'll receive. Seek, you'll find, knock, it'll be open to you. Is the Lord telling us, don't sit around and wait on somebody to notice you. Don't sit around crying, feel sorry for yourself. Don't sit around, wait and cry and beg. Get up, ask, seek. Knock, go, fight, lay hold, take it. Huh? Show some initiative, child of God. Right? Stir yourself up. Get up and get after it. And so if you lack wisdom, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Ask God. God, give me some of that wisdom. Huh? You're not going to insult him. Oh, you hush. You're, You're just being too forward. You're being too forward. Sit down. I want you to have some wisdom. I'll let you know. No, that's religious tradition. It's not God. It's not who he is. Think about when Jesus walked on the water and the disciples saw him in the boat. And Peter says, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. This would have been the perfect place to put everybody in their place. Wouldn't it? Peter, how dare you? Think that you, a mere man, could do what I, the Son of God, am doing. Who do you think you, boy, sit down, sit down. 
in the boat. <laughs> huh? Why would I say it like that? That's what religion will tell you. Religion will tell you, sit down, be quiet. And you know who's behind, who's really behind that? The devil is telling you, sit down, shut up, be quiet, don't try, leave it up to God. It's, all, it's not up to you. You can't do anything anyway. You might as well quit, get up, you know, uh, let go and let God quit. No, no, no. Peter, why would Peter even say that? Because he's been hanging out with Jesus. He knows how he is. Come on, can you see that? If Jesus had been so hard lying about, now don't even, don't try what I'm doing. You can't do, you know, I'm here and you're here. If Jesus was that way, Peter wouldn't have done this. Why was he so quick to go, Lord, is that you? Let me come out there. Come, tell me to come. Why would he do that? Because he, he does know something about the real Jesus, about who he is and what he is. And what did the Lord say? What did the Lord With no hesitation, no other requirements, right? Just, just what? Come. Come on. Come on. Do it, boy. Come on. <laughs> and Peter steps out of the boat. And how many understand Peter was not a perfect man? Is that right? Peter did not always get it right, but tonight he is walking on the H2O. Come on, is it, did it happen or not? He is doing what the Son of God is doing. He's doing the same thing Jesus is doing for a little while <laughs> until he got distracted. But why, why am I saying that? Because that would have been the perfect place for the Lord to shut him down and say, man, you, you're out of your place. What do you think you can do what I'm doing? Are you the son of God? I don't think so. Sit down. But that's not Jesus. That's not what the word teaches. The Lord is calling us. Come on. Get out of the boat. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. If you believe on me, you can do the same things I do and even greater things than these can, you, you can do. Come on. Get out of the boat. Don't sit there and cry. Get up. Come on. Come on. Can you hear it or not? I'm not just saying this. Are there scriptures that say, come? The Spirit says, come. The bride says, come. What? Come. Come on. Are you thirsty? Come get some living water. Are you hungry? Come get some living bread. Are you sick? Come get you some healing. Is that right? Come on. Come get some. Somebody say, come get some. Come, come, come get some. And faith will do it. Faith will get out of the boat and do what it seems like cannot be done. Faith will go ahead and put the foot right on the water. Right? Faith will do it. And that's the people. It's relatively rare considering all the billions on the planet. But that person will experience a miracle in their life, in this generation, in this day, the here and now. They'll experience things that other people never experience. And I'm talking about faith school. I'm talking about faith class. I'm looking at the students. Faith, you? Is that right? I'm talking about you. You and you and you and you. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. He said, you need wisdom? Ask of God. And he give it to you liberally and upbraid not. It shall be given him. So you know it's his will. He told you to ask. He told you he'd give it to you. 
But stop right there. It's not automatic that you'll experience it. Because look at the next phrase. But, well, that's a qualifier, isn't it? But what? Let him ask in faith. What? Nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he'll receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Well, hold on. I thought he said ask. I thought he said he'd give it. Yeah, but you can't be undecided about it. You still can't be undecided about it. You still can't be vacillated. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he won't. You just never know what God's going to do. We sure hope so. We'll just see. That person won't receive anything. The scripture said so. The double-mindedness. I'm still elaborating on when Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Huh? What'd they say? Come on, help me out. Did, did, did they go, Can you see, that right there means no. That right there, that hesitancy means you're not convinced yet. So you you can't be in faith yet. You're wavering. You're wondering. And if you say, well, I I know I've done that, but I don't want to be. How how do I get rid of that? you got to quit listening to the wrong thing and watching the wrong thing and talking about the wrong thing that's taking faith out of you and putting fear in you. And you got to come to faith school more. Yes. Is that right? And you got to put your nose in this book and you got to feed on this until you get to the point where you don't have to wonder or debate. You say, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. I believe it with every, every atom of my being. I believe it. I believe it. Now you're ready to see something happen. You're ready to experience something great in your life. Somebody say, uh, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. You are a believer, and it is becoming more evident to yourself and the people around about you. Hallelujah. Join us again uh, next week. We'll see you soon here at Faith School. Friends, I've really enjoyed being with you again this week in Faith School. I can just sense uh, our spirits are growing stronger. We're rising up higher in this. I know many of you are partners with the ministry here. If you're interested in being one, the information's on your screen. But I want to release faith and pray over you, our partners. Uh, The scripture said, seek and you'll find, ask, it'll be given. Uh, Let's believe God for jobs, for contracts, for these kind of things. You've sown into this. You have a right to reap harvest. Father God, we claim jobs. We claim promotions. We claim contracts, good contracts, that'll make a big difference in our partners' lives. In Jesus' name, go ministering spirits. Cause them to come in. Satan, we bind you, command you to keep your hands off of them. And you cannot prevent it. You cannot stop it in Jesus' name. Now, having released faith for that, you don't just sit at the house and wait for somebody to notice you. You you ask, you look, you seek, you go, you knock, and you'll find 
that the Lord will have gone before you and prepared the way. If you don't see his favor, don't just keep pushing that, but keep seeking until you find what he has prepared for you and it'll be better than you thought, exceeding abundantly better. We love you. We believe in God with you. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.